Yes, sir, we promised you a great man here tonight. That's right. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. And welcome everyone to Cheap Heat, the number one sports and recreation podcast in the world. I'm Peter Rosenberg. Stack guy Greg will be with us shortly. Real quick, before we even get started, I want to give a shout out um, to Indeed. If you're in the middle of a hiring process, you may have questions, you're trying to find good applicants, where do you find them? I understand where, what's the education, the experience? How will you know if you made the right hire? Well, Indeed is here to help. Millions of great candidates use Indeed every single day to find their next opportunity. You can post a job in minutes, use screener questions to help create your short list of applicants. It's fast. Sponsored jobs and Indeed accelerate the hiring process even further, boosting your posts with premium placement and relevant search results, helping you reach even more applicants. Indeed gives you the smart tools to make hiring decisions quickly and to be confident that you're making the right hire for for your team. So post your job today at indeed.com slash cheap heat. That's indeed.com slash cheap heat and find out why more than 3 million companies use Indeed for hiring Indeed, the world's number one job site. Now, without any further ado, uh, the word just came out the other day that Raw is coming back to Madison Square Garden. Uh, tickets are on sale right now. They just became available. You guys know how I feel um, about um, shows at the Garden. It's special. Um, in fact, it's, it's March 22nd. It's the road to WrestleMania. It's like two weeks before Mania. DX is going to be appearing at the Garden. And so will this man, the phenomenal AJ Styles. AJ, how are you, my friend? What's up, man? So DX is going to be there. They're going to try to be too sweet us, I wonder. The oh my gosh! I didn't even yeah, think we'll about it. Maybe, maybe they just steer clear of us. We've we've stolen that fair and square. Now, was there ever a conversation about the too sweet thing between you guys and Hunter? No, actually, there's there, there's never been a conversation about that. So, yeah, maybe we should have a conversation about it. I don't know. <laughs> 
Um, well, how you been, man? How, how have things been going? How's this run? I haven't talked to you in a formal way in a long time. Um, how, are you having fun right now? This, this particular period, you're a few years into it. You are now, it's so funny for so long. It was like, I can't believe AJ Styles is a WWE superstar. I, I'm still not used to it. This is so crazy. And I still have moments of, of that appreciation, but I mean, Hey, we're used to it. You've been here for a while now. You're practically a locker room vet. So, uh, are, are you having fun? What does this iteration and this moment in your career feel like? Yeah, I'm definitely having fun. I mean, it's only been four years, but I feel like I've been here for 10. So it's just one of those things where, you know, you see everybody every day and, uh, you work with them and it just, it just feels like family, you know, it's just, it, it, well, basically, yes, you're, you're around these people more than you are your own. And when you're in this business, so, um, yeah, man, I'm having fun. Uh, I enjoy the people that I work with. It's a blast. Are you, is it different than you would have expected, you know, when you were mid TNA, career and you were sort of the face of that company and probably took some i'm guessing some level of pride in that does the working environment you're in and how it feels now and how much it feels like home would it have surprised the aj styles of that era i think so um we just hear so many rumors and and i I get it things have changed since i was in tna and the way wwe was at that time things have changed no doubt about it um so, uh, but I think that I would be pleasantly surprised to know that if and when I came, you know, when I, I went to WWE, that yeah, I would enjoy it so much. Um, but I think that has a lot to do with the fact that when I finally did get there in the WWE, it had been 16 years I've been in the business. So uh, there was some maturity that went on and, and stuff like that. So it definitely did help. Uh, t- you know, as crazy as it sounds, it helped taking so long to get there. Right. Right. Like in, in terms of the place that you're in and how, A, first of all, how the company has changed during that time, but I'm sure also for you, like your comfort as, as a grown man. I mean, man, AJ, we're on the same age. I just turned 40 this summer. I'm just kind of figuring out who I am in my career and, and feeling comfortable. And it's weird because like you, I've been at it for over 20 years and it, it takes time to sort of find your place. So I'm sure that that is an advantage you getting this chance now, as opposed to, you know, we've been talking a lot about Rhea Ripley and how incredible you know, her run she's having is right now, but man, she's a kid. Like what a vastly different way to get to the big stage. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just, um, it depends who you're working with too. Like, like let's, let's take Randy Orton, for instance, he started young in the WWE and he started at a high level and the things that he learned and, and learned, you know, from the best pretty quickly. Cause you had to, um, so he he matured uh, as far as his business goes beyond his years. And say, Rhea is no different. You know, she's working with some really good uh, talent, and it helps her. And she's uh, down there in NXT, where you know she gets talked to uh, from guys who were some of the best at what they do. So when you have that, I mean, you can only you know move forward if you're willing to learn. You can only move forward, you know. But that's you got to be mature enough to. Be willing to learn and take constructive criticism. Well, well, tell us a little bit. Speaking of maturing, tell us a little bit about working with Randy because you know from what I, from what I gather, and I've always no, only known Randy in a very um, peripheral way. Um, you kind of hear about Randy, sort of some of the things you hear about Tiger Woods. You know, Tiger Tiger was a wild man 
um, when he was young. We all know that. And I'm not talking about the personal stories we know that blew up his life. But I mean, you know, people didn't speak that highly of him. He didn't seem like a very approachable guy. And Tiger now post some of the experiences he's had, people talk about him differently and being more approachable. Um, Randy had a lot of those rumors too and reputation in terms of what he could be like. And you see the guy now, he seems to be in a different zone. What is this grown man version of Randy Orton like to work with? Of course, knowing that you didn't get to work with him when you guys were younger. Well, let me just say this. I think experiences, good or bad, will will change you. Uh, hopefully, in a good way, as you, as you get older, you start to understand, like we had talked about before, like who you are and what you want and all those experiences play into that. And you go, and sometimes you, you, that you would used to overreact to, you go, well, I'm not going to die on that hill. And I love, I, I listen, one of my favorite guys to work in WWE is Randy Orton. Now, a lot of that is because he, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's easy to work with, but he's also Randy Orton, you know, so when we get into this match, they they want to see an RKO. They want to see Randy Orton do his thing, and I enjoy being in there with him because it's easy to get a reaction. Mm. You're in there with Randy Orton. Uh, I love working with him, man. I really do. He's one of my favorite guys at work, no doubt about it. Not saying that uh, because, well, we, we have been working together. I'm not, I'm not saying that because, you know, I'm trying to make him happy. It's, it's the truth. I, I really well, think he's uh, a different man these days and, and, and enjoy and it's a pleasure to work with him. Now, now, I, I gotta ask you this because I am just a uh, nerd who loves watching wrestling. You are one of the great, as I've told you, and I think sort of made you feel even awkward to your face when I've said to you, uh, I've went up to you in moments and been like, hey, it's currently the greatest wrestler on planet Earth, AJ Styles. But I, you, you are that great. I always say that Randy, from a natural talent standpoint, appears to be as good basically as you can be. I, is that accurate? I, w- I would say that Randy uh, doesn't uh, lead you on to believe that he is the athlete that he actually is. He he um, sometimes he'll he'll bust out a drop kick and he'll just take your head off. You're like, holy crap! How did he get so high? You know, because uh, he's a big dude too. He, he's a giant dude. That's another thing. The perception of him is maybe he's not that big. He's huge, you know. Uh, but like. Man, you don't realize the things that he does and, and the size and everything that goes in with it, how, like, unbelievable uh, uh, performer that he is. You know, you really have to sit back, and it's the little things that he does that I appreciate that make matches great. So we're here. Uh, of course, you're on the show because we're talking about the tickets uh, being available now for March 22nd at the Garden, but the event that's in front of us now is the Royal Rumble, which was your debut. And, um, how is it, is it especially meaningful event for you because it's where you debuted? I I remember the pop that you got when you first showed up and, you know, AJ, I I am so happy that I was wrong. I I truly, when I, I popped so big when you showed up and the crowd did too. And I really believe that over time, I guess I just did not have enough faith in what TNA did to build your brand, I didn't know that it would last. I truly don't think I ever would have guessed that you were going to right away become a top-tier superstar. But that is exactly how it happened, and I'm so glad I was wrong about it. Um, a, does it surprise you that it went that direction, and does the Rumble hold a special meaning because of your debut? 
definitely, uh, you know, this will be my first Rumble that I've been in since the debut. Wow, that's crazy. You had matches every year, huh? Yeah, every year. This will be my second Rumble. Uh, So it's exciting for me, man. Uh, Like, oh, wow, okay, this is kind of – maybe I'll go number three again. I I don't know. But um, it's – it's fun for me, man. Um, geez, I, I, I'm so caught up in the, the, uh, the rumble part and that being number three. And, and, you know, I don't want to say I forgot, but like, you don't think about it until somebody reminds you of how that moment was and how special it was. And so obviously the Royal Rumble is going to be big for me. Um, so much, so, so much so that it brought so many memories back. I don't know what you just asked me. All I know is, <laughs> does it bring back those familiar feelings in 100%? <clears throat> does i mean i'll never forget that as long as i live were you surprised that i mean you got the pop that night when you came out first of all were you surprised at how the crowd reacted or was that what you expected that first night oh man i was terrified that nobody would react so i was pleasantly surprised uh and 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 to go back to your question before now that i've got it back in my brain um I, i had set goals for myself and i was dead set on getting there. Uh, I remember starting the show off. I'm like, man, I got to find a way to get up this card a little bit. But now looking back at it, you know, that's not really how it's looked at when you're, you're, you're you start the card off because they know we got to start this match off the show off hot. So they put these two guys, they think they can start it off hot with, but in my head is like, man, I got to move up the card. I got to find a way to get up this card. You know, how can I keep moving? Well, what can I do? And so I always expected to keep moving forward. Now, did I expect it to happen so quickly? Not a chance. Um, but that's what we work for, you know, and when you get the opportunity to shine, you make it count. And I, I, you know, I never let that opportunity slip. What, what's, what's left? First of all, do you have a timeline? Do you have any sort of timeline on how long you want to do this, that you want to be an in-ring competitor? You've been, things have gone really well, knock on wood and, and, and thank God. Um, but do you have any specific goals or, or timelines for yourself as an in-ring performer? You know, I've been asked that, you know, do I have any specific goals? And, and sometimes, you know, you don't know what those goals are until you like step on one. You're like, Oh, wow. Yeah. I think I want to do that. I think I want to see if I can get there. Let me see what I can do to get there. You know, and then you've got something to work forward to. So I'm looking for that one that's just going to get, you know, drive me. I haven't uh, really ran into it yet. Uh, but I'm sure that it'll happen. And as far as uh, when I'm going to hang them up, you know, I said this was going to be my last contract that I signed, and um, it is. It's uh, I, I can't, I don't expect to go any further. I, I hey, listen, I could be feeling great in a couple of years and going, you know what, I can go more. But then again, it could be over tomorrow. I, I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what you know t- tomorrow has for us. So I'm just going to enjoy it while I'm here. And, uh, you know, have fun, man. That's what this is all about anyway. I get the opportunity to go out and entertain people, make them smile, make them boo me and, and make them cheer for the, the, the good guy. You know, that's what we want. That's what I want to do. I feel like I'm doing my job if I can get you so excited to see me get punched in the face. You know, like that's what I get excited about. And uh, and, and it's fun for me. We uh, obviously the wrestling world lost uh, Rocky Johnson just yesterday. Um, iconic superstar first black tag team champion along with Tony Atlas in, in WWF and of course the father of the rock. Um, I, I know, I know obviously you were a Southern boy watching Southern wrestling, although, and I don't know exactly what Rocky's, 
um, stops were along the way. I'm sure he popped up a lot of places. But do you have any memories or thoughts on the uh, career of Rocky Johnson? It was very sporadic when I had the opportunity uh, to watch wrestling as I was growing up since we weren't, you know, heck, if the antenna didn't pick it up, I didn't get the opportunity to watch it, especially <laughs> if it was up north. So um, I don't recall anything as a kid, uh, not really having the opportunity to watch. But at losing in losing my father, I know how hard that is to deal with because you want him to, you know, see so many things with you. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, my heart goes out to the rock, you know, for, for losing his dad. I get it, man. I know how it is. And so I, I hurt for you. But, um, yeah, I, I wish I had more opportunity to, to watch Rocky Johnson. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I feel the same way. I sort of missed him generationally. Um, and just, and just though, I will tell you what though, it's funny when you watch the highlight packages and there are a bunch now on WWE, YouTube, et cetera. He's another guy who's sort of like Randy, really big dude who would random, who would randomly surprise you with the athleticism, the drop kicks and things like that. Um, he was a really unique, unique talent in that regard. Um, AJ, listen, man, I'm really excited. I got to tell you, you gave me, I think you gave a lot of us a, a, Another thing to think about uh, for the Royal Rumble, which is getting to see you just for the second time, the first time since your debut um, in that in that match. And I'm very curious to see what your run is like in the Rumble and what happens and and frankly, what things what happens with Randy and and where you end up at WrestleMania. I'll, I'm very very curious. I mean, and we'll hey, see. and let's let's not forget, let's not forget. Apparently, from the way I'm understanding it, and I could be wrong. Okay, Rock's going to be number one. That's correct. That what's going on? That is what they're saying. Holy cow! What's going to happen, man? Is he going to? How many of us are going to go? Well, let's throw him out first, and then we'll worry about each other. I I got to I got to tell you, I am. I, I admit this. Okay, I say this very openly. I like everybody else. I love the rumble. I tune in for it. There's not one I've ever missed. I often have people over for it, but it also can be a match that disappoints me. If I'm being totally honest. This sure. this Brock, I love the Brock story. I love Brock being number one. I think that makes it so interesting. Um, it was a surprise. I love. I'm I'm the biggest surprise. Like I'm obsessed with the surprise, and this is a surprise to me. And seeing how it plays out now, I think it really does add a layer of intrigue. So listen, good luck, man. I hope you're the man that throws Brock over the top. Yeah, he better watch out, man, because if I see him, I'm going after him. I'm not going to let this guy throw me out because all he has got to do. Hopefully, he'll be engaged with someone else. Right, right. Or I sneak up behind him and tip him over the top rope. Yeah, otherwise, otherwise, good luck with all that. Better you than me. Um, yeah, otherwise, <laughs> he gets his hands on me, and I may not even touch the top rope. Yeah, you, I think you could clear it. You could clear it. If, if Brock was to toss you over the top rope, I think you could clear it without even touching it. Listen, I'm speaking from experience. He's easily the strongest man I've ever been in the ring with, and it's it's not just strong; it's scary strong. So, yeah. AJ, uh, we will see you at Madison Square Garden March twenty second on the just a couple weeks before WrestleMania. Tickets available now. Thanks for making time to talk, bud. All right, brother. All Take right. care. See you soon. The great. Thanks, Pete. All right, man. Thank you, Joe. The the great AJ Styles. Before we bring in SGG, of course, you guys have heard about him. You know about that. But you also know about hair loss. You know about all the tough things about being a guy that, frankly, people don't really talk about enough. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things you got to deal with deal with when it comes to hair loss and skincare. I've personally really been getting down with the skincare work. I'm 40 years old, man. I'm trying to be on TV for a long time. 
So the perfect place to go is forhims.com. Whether it's hair care, it's it's skin care, whatever it may be. You can't just run around letting your wife or your girlfriend do all this work and look all good and, and you just like, oh, I'm gonna be fine. No, no, you may not be fine. So forhims.com is the place to go. And if you're gonna dive into 2020, you gotta do it right. Dive in hair first. Right now, our listeners can get started with their first month free. Go to fourhims.com slash cheap. That's fourhims.com slash cheap. Um, listen, they have all kinds of products you are going to be interested in, all right? Now, prescription requires an online consultation with a physician who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Offer valid if prescribed. Three-month minimum subscription. Additional restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, that's fourhims.com slash cheap i also want to give a shout out um, to a new espn podcast scott van pelt is back with the sv pod wherever you can find podcasts of course it's sports it's gambling everything in between shout out to my maryland brother my university of maryland alum brother svp what up check out his new podcast and now without further ado whoops that was the wrong drop hold on hold on i apologize everyone Although it kind of makes sense. Do you? Do you? Do I? Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby. SGG, how you doing? Yo, I'm doing good, P. How you doing? I mean, listen. I see. Uh-huh. I'm doing really good. Really, really, really good. Oh, my God. Who is this man? This man, pretty good. this man is that guy, Greg. And that's right. Pretty, pretty good. Uh, curb your enthusiasm back on Sunday. I'm very excited about it. Um, and SGG, what's been going on in uh, in your world and outside the ring in the world of professional wrestling? So, you know, my world, everything is going great. Uh, big weekend this weekend. It's Crystal's birthday weekend. Whoa. I see. Uh-huh. Yeah, thirty-one. So you know, you know the festivities and celebrations. How old are you? How old are you, SGG? Old you, you old cradle robber, you? <laughs> I am thirty-four. Welcome to the shoot, Turn 35 baby. Uh, in September. Wow, right around the corner. Look at that, the big 3-5. Yeah. I'm sure so there'll, yeah, be, I'm sure there'll be an ex- extravagant festivities for Crystal and for you when the 35th comes rolling around, of course. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, oh Well, actually, maybe not, because I got the bachelor party and then uh, the wedding to pay for, so. Yeah, and by the way, and, and so do all your friends who you're dragging all over the world for your wedding festivities. Yeah. So if you want anyone to show up at your wedding or have any money to even – or you just don't want your friends to all go homeless after your wedding celebration, you might have to keep it tame for the big 3-5. No, yeah. My birthday is going to be like at a McDonald's play place if we could find one. Ooh, now you're talking. Lock it down. No kids. Yeah, but there'd also be – at McDonald's, there's no delicious chicken. Yeah, there's, there's semi-delicious chicken nuggets, though. You know what? It's a great, It's a great point out of you. It may not be delicious chicken, but it is delicious chicken nuggets. So what do you got, SGG? But outside the ring, we do have some uh, very, very bad news. Yeah, we sure uh, do. Rocky Johnson passed away. What's the story with that, by the way? He's 75 years old, but I hadn't heard anything about this. So, Yes, I, I, didn't, I didn't hear any details. So, you know, everybody's been very tight-lipped about what, may have happened but what we do know is that he did pass away and uh our console our condolences go out to the the rock and his family iconic sug i mean i don't even know if you can do black power rankings this week i mean it's is this is the man who this is the first black tag team champion yep. uh, along with tony atlas of course um 
I, I said this earlier to AJ Styles. Rocky Johnson also kind of s- sneaky athletic guy as well. Not just a big muscle bound guy, but really sneaky athletic and could get around the ring as well. And I can't sit here and tell you I've seen a thousand of his matches because it just would be disingenuous, but I certainly know the influence he's had, um, on, on all wrestling and particularly black wrestling, of course. Yeah, definitely a trailblazer. You know, like you said, uh, one half of the first black tag team champions. And I mean, let's be honest. Rocky Johnson should be among my favorite wrestlers. Uh, you know, everything out. He's he's Canadian. Mm, Nova Scotia. Black. Yeah, yeah. He 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 made the Rock. I mean, he he didn't do all the heavy lifting in the making of the Rock, but I mean, he he brought the ingredients. Sure, did. He would never be able to smell what the Rock was cooking if nobody brought the ingredients. No, he's certainly half of it, and um, also. You know, yeah, he 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 did a lot of work in Stampede, didn't he? He did. I mean, this he is, did. He was from Nova Scotia. Yeah, you know, he really did have a lot of the things that would make him a winner for SGG. So, uh, big rest in peace. And The Rock hasn't said anything yet, and obviously he's dealing with it. And his whole family, The Rock's daughter, who I always see every year on WrestleMania festivities, who's a great kid, and their whole family. Obviously, it's a big loss. So, uh, sending love out to. The Johnson family. Yeah. What else, SGG? I mean, that for me was the biggest news um, outside of the ring. There's there were more, there were more there were more deaths as well though. Uh, who else? Who else passed away this week? Um, La Park. Oh yes, La Parka, the second incarnation of La Parka. He's the, oh, he's the second incarnation. Yes, not to be confused with. Uh, La Parka, who for, who was in WCW uh, many years ago, that that person I believe is still wrestling on the West Coast. But even though even this, though even though this guy's even though this La Parka was of the same age range, um, I think he was like this La Parka was a little bit younger. Because this La Parka this this La Parka was in his fifties, mid fifties. Are you getting it? Are you getting it confused with the no La Parka? No, no. I I I read the I read his I read a little obit and and um. Are you are you sure there are two? There are two La Parkas confirmed. That is yes. Well, there the, are two. Well, the La the La Parka who we lost this weekend is uh, was yeah was also a middle aged guy. Um. Of course, the accident happened like a month ago at a AAA event in Mexico, and he he was doing a, a suicide dive, and he which wow, that's an awful thing to say, and he um he clipped his feet, clipped the the middle rope, and he just headed straight towards the floor, and um so it's pretty horrifying to see, and uh, and then he passed away about a month later. Yeah, well. Did you did you see the video? I did not see the video. I I don't want to see the video. It's now that we know what the uh, what became of those injuries. Mm, It's it's a lot. Yeah, I I I stupidly was like stupid curiosity. I was like, let me see what this looked like. Was if I mean, it, it. I'll tell you this though. You would think you've seen worse. 
you would think you've seen worse. You would th- you would not think it was something he wouldn't get up from. It's not like that. It's not like you're watching a Faces of Death video. It doesn't feel that way. Um, it feels like an accident that could happen so easily. Now, I'm sure it doesn't. You know, my assumption is SGG that because he was a a slightly older guy, and if you, if you're sitting in front of your computer, SGG, will you look up his exact age? I don't want to get that wrong, but he. Um, yeah, I am looking it up right now. Because you're a professional. So you, he's 54. And you're right. There were two Parkers who are of the exact same, same age. age range. Yeah, this one is not not the one we know from WCW. So um, that Parker is wrestling as LA Park. Which is not, and he's still wrestling too. Yeah, he's still wrestling too. Wow! So they debuted around the same time. Uh, La Parka from WCW debuted in '82. This La Parka debuted in '87, um, around the same age. Mm. And I think SGG that the age is part of the thing here because you know he's he's 54 and he could still get around a bit, but like when you watch what happens, you know. He obviously he's not the first wrestler to get his feet kind of clipped on the on the middle rope, right? That's such a that's such a possibility on a suicide dive. But I think because of the age and not being in the same level shape, when he when he kind of went straight down to the floor, you don't have the same ability to protect yourself. Um and you know, so I think even though it doesn't look that bad. I mean, it looks bad, but even though it doesn't look shocking or like something you've never seen, you know, that's, we, we don't, we take for granted when these guys in their fifties are doing what they're doing, how much they're, they're putting their life on the line, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we take for granted when these guys at any age are doing what they're doing, how much they're putting that's their true. life on the line. I mean, that's true. Because, you know, MVP has said it, people come on this program and say it, they say it all the time. It's like the moves that don't look dangerous so that don't look risky the ones that look simple that people don't necessarily appreciate are the, are the dangerous ones mm. they're the ones that are in the most danger and yeah it's something to think about like for everybody of all ages but particularly the guys that get older they've been doing it their whole life but one thing sgg and anyone you know just being 40 any, there are a lot of things I've I've done that I'm like, oh wow, this doesn't feel the same. And you're not used to it because in your mind you can still do it, especially if you've been working the whole time. You're you're not you're not accustomed to the fact that your body is just not, it's a machine that is worn down, but your brain isn't. So you're like, oh, I'm cool, I'm cool. This is the same. It's not. Everything's different and uh, really really sad. Um, anything else outside the ring that we should hit? Uh, that's all I have from outside the ring. Um, the other, the only other thing is. Uh, is Tessa Blanchard? Oh, but, but that that ties into inside of the ring, and I'm be honest, I I didn't care enough about Tessa Blanchard to be bothered by it more than uh you know I didn't care. I cared what happened and what she said and what she was accused of, and you know for those who don't know, Tessa Blanchard was accused of being involved in a a racist incident in Japan, which she spit on a spit on a fellow performer, a black uh, women's wrestler, and then called her the N-word. This was corroborated by several women's wrestlers who were there. And once the initial outrage of it wore off, I just realized that I, I don't care enough about Tessa Blanchard to 
care that 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 happened or that that TNA Impact chose to put their world title on her. Well, I will say this though about it: I have I follow Tessa Blanchard on social uh, on on Instagram, not Twitter, um, and have for I don't know a couple years. Like she is really good, and the reason it is somewhat a big deal is is that you would think. She is someone, she's one of the talents not signed to AEW or WWE that at some point I knew was going to be and was going to probably make a big impact, no pun intended. So I hear you, and yeah, like you're not sitting around watching Impact every week, and you're not watching her indie shows, So, and neither am I. But she was on my radar because I knew she was, I mean, supposed to be so dope in ring. Um, obviously, she's the daughter of Tully Blanchard, who's now with AEW. Yep. So, and stepdaughter of Magnum TA. I mean, listen, the lineage is there. So it is. She it is. It is something. Classic. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot she did. She wasn't the main so classic, right? We know she can go, but I mean, if this happened, if if AEW had done it, I'd be outraged. If WWE had done it, I'd be outraged. But well, so what fact, happened? Did they, like, they they put the but did they put the title on her before or after? After. So this all happened on like. You know, Saturday, Saturday news and they did it Sunday, and it was it was everywhere. She she'd heard about it. Obviously, you know, there's no way that management at Impact didn't hear about it. And then Sunday, they forged ahead with uh, their plan to strap the world title on her. And then what 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 a lot of people noticed is that you know there weren't too many. I think Gail Kim was the only woman out to celebrate with her after she won. She won that championship. But like I said, if, if WWE had done it at any level, NXT, anything like that, where they saw that come out and there was no way to ignore it and they still forged ahead and put the championship on her, I'd be outraged. If AEW had done it, I'd be outraged. But Impact, uh, I mean, I care more about what she said and did in Japan than the fact that they put the championship on her after knowing that. Like, and by the way, it was it there was there was obviously that the that act, which is a real um Hulk Hogan hold my beer moment. Um Yeah. I mean if no, ever I think this tops the I oh, think it tops Hogan. It's a bit I mean, Greg, it's not even yeah, I gotta tell you, it's it's actually a whole different level. A complete it is. Like the like I the the and uh, listen, we're gonna wrap this up in thirty seconds. This will not be another yet another week of us being sad about racing and wrestling. But <laughs> when you add the saying the n word to a person and spitting, we are at such a different level of where like yeah, you know, Greg, you've essentially been mad at Hulk Hogan for several years because he could because he never had a proper apology. Because saying something behind closed doors, there's a way that you can go, you know what, you're in a bad place, and with a proper apology, I forgive you. This, this is a very different kind of act altogether. And then, and also, Mm -hmm. and it also comes with them saying, not just that one incident, but general bullying and just being terrible to other women. So, it, it was ugly and disappointing, and we'll see how it plays out. But, um, not good. Um, SGG in the ring, this week, what 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 comes to your mind the most in yet another busy week of professional wrestling? You know, Monday Night Raw had a had a good episode. I'm and I'm very curious to see what the Monday Night Messiah is going to do next. And I I can't believe it. You know, they they I was already intrigued with the idea of Seth 
and the AOP. Sure. And now that they have Buddy Murphy, I mean, they have my attention now. I, I really want to see how far this goes. You know, do they add a woman to the fold? Do they add more people? Do they try to go for all the gold? Do they do they go after Brock and then just protect Seth from all comers? There's a lot of direction they can go with this, and it, it's amazing that Buddy Murphy could take three consecutive losses to Alistair Black and three very good matches, and then move up into the main event. I love it. Yeah, and and I'll, I'll tell you what. It it works. It ends up working for, um, it ends up working for everyone, for yeah. for Buddy Murphy and for Aleister Black. Um, I, I think it's very cool too. Buddy Murphy's put on quite a show recently, so I thought that was really neat. Obviously, everyone spent a lot of time talking about r Truth's promo with Brock Lesnar, which was very entertaining. Wonderful. Now, at first, I wanted to argue with you. I wanted to argue with your your take about R Truth being a Hall of Famer, and then and then I watched the clip, and while I I still can have a debate about R Truth as a Hall of Famer. Well, first of all, Brian Mann Brian Mann put up a funny tweet mocking you afterwards, basically being like anyone could be a Hall of Famer. So what is the argument really? <laughs> but I will say this. I understand why you had that mindset after watching that promo. Cause I mean, he was so at his best comedically in that moment. It was, I could totally get why you would feel in that moment in particular, particularly gassed about our truth. Yeah. And I mean, this is coming from me. Let's just think about my history with our truth. If I can come around and say like, this guy deserves it. And, and typically what we do, right? When we make these uh, assessments, we look at the accolades and we look at the matches and the moments and blah, blah, blah. And in WWE, for our truth, the accolades are kind of there. It's very artificially inflated by the 24-7 title, but whatever. The matches, they're not really there. They're few and far between. But the moments, the moments are there. The moment he, uh, you know, the little Jimmy thing. He him coming out uh, as a Confederate soldier um, and confronting Mr. McMahon. Uh, you know him challenging John Cena. Now John Cena's his childhood hero. <laughs> you know the whole twenty four seven championship thing. You know now this with Brock. The moments are there, and then let's also not forget that he actually is is quite talented. Well, that's probably the part that gets the most lost is how how talented a wrestler he is, you know. And he he's always been a great wrestler. He he really yeah. has. I mean, I did not. I hate the rapping. I hate the what's up. I'm not into what's up, and I'm not into his ring gear. That's always his look has never been my favorite, right? And that that is part of it. Um. But he can he can work, and now comedically, man, he's just really funny. I mean, I've had moments of sort of feeling offended by the character because you know I'm a snowflake. But um, <laughs> did you say snowflake? That's right. 
But he, right. but I mean, listen. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow baby. But it's he is incredibly funny, and like I said, Greg, if if the Hall of Fame was what the Hall of Fame should be, right? You know, just to keep it a buck, if Tory Wilson wasn't inducted into the Hall of Fame last year, we're having a different kind of conversation. But that's what the Hall of Fame is. So how would he not be in? He is. As the Hall of Fame stands, he is a Hall of Famer. I, I, Dip and I went through the list last week when I was in L.A. or two weeks ago of the people who shouldn't be in. And there were like, of the people that shouldn't be in, there were like 20 names maybe, 15 not 15. And this is excluding, like, the legacy picks, right? Because no. the legacy picks, I feel like they should... The, well, the legacy picks, they drop the ball on all the time. Last year's legacy class just should have been the regular class. Like, last year's legacy class, when you hear who's in it, you're like, how did these people not get inductions? Like, yeah. there are some people in the legacy class, SGG, that are the real, true Hall of Famers. And then, and then on stage, yeah, like, Luna slipping in on Luna slipping in as a legacy pick is absurd. Luna's not, Luna might be the um, worst example. No offense, I'm not saying that to diss you, but hold on. I mean, there's Wahoo, there's there's Bruiser Brody, Bruiser Bruiser Brody, and Wahoo McDaniel. Legacy. Uh, those are those are just little throw-ins. Can you imagine how dope it would have been? The Bruiser story and the shirts they could have made, and whoever you have induct him. Bruiser, I know it's inside wrestling. I get that. He's not a commercial star. But come on, man. Bruiser Brody, if you, if you want, if you want to be a real Hall of Fame, how is he not getting a moment, you know? And Wahoo right. McDaniel. And Professor Tanaka and Mr. Fuji should have gone in as a tag team, but that's. So like there's, there's a. They can, they still have time to do that later. Yeah, they just, they, they, so anyways, but Greg, I, the point is, with the Hall of Fame being what it is, you're right. Would you agree that if the Hall of Fame was truly about the wrestling and accolades, you're not putting our truth in? Recent C-Bias has me saying that our truth still sneaks in, but if it's about the wrestling and the accolades, they haven't given him enough to get in. I, I think they so. haven't, but then then they lose about forty percent of the people in the Hall of Fame if it's about the wrestling and the accolades. Well, and by the way, you know, and even if you factor in character, because I, I, in character as well, but I, I don't think how great his character has been at times would be enough to put him in. But, um, yeah, whether it's his doing or the way he's been booked or I, I, whatever it may be. Um, but listen, he's a great talent. And the, the hard part is the standard. I was having this conversation about music the other day saying that someone's not a Hall of Famer or not a first ballot Hall of Famer. It's not necessarily a diss. You know what I'm saying? It's just sometimes. Uh, as long as you get in on one of the ballots, it doesn't matter. But even not being, you can also be great and still not be a Hall of Famer. That's the thing also. Although the way, although the way they've, um, the way they've done it now, um, I don't know. Like now, now it kind of is a diss if you don't get in. Yeah, but I mean, it's like a, it's like the world title, right? Not everybody can hold it. Not everybody needs to go into the Hall of Fame. Um, but anyways, great week from our truth. That's the bottom line. How was NXT this week? I watched. I, I saw some of it. I saw Bianca Belair become the number one contender, um, and uh, a couple of other moments. But uh, did as you she, see the Broza weights? No, I did not. Pete see. Dunn and Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle. 
I, I forgot. Hold on, go find that right now. Uh, guys, I'm telling yeah. you, I'm telling you, it's a lot every week. It's really a lot. No, it's really a it lot. It is, and we didn't even talk about AEW trying to add uh, more time, which we can mention also because it's worth it's worth mention. Um, how was Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle? They they looked like a legit uh, team. They had matching gear, which well, that's all you need, SGG. A, the second you yeah, hear, the I second mean, you say matching gear, SGG's in. No, it's it's it's, it's one of my two uh, demands for any any time you throw two random people in to make them a tag team. I need them to have matching gear, and I need them to have a name. Listen, SGG might root for um, Hulk Hogan and Tessa Blanchard if they had matching gear. <laughs> make make your red and yellow. And give as them long a as name. as long as the racist gear matches, he'd be like, "All right, well, listen, there's a start here. We they, they could be yeah, heels. We can work. We can work with them. Um, work with who did they, they got a future? Did they have a match this week, or did they just come together? They did. They they beat they they competed in the Dusty Classic and they beat Mark oh, right, Andrews right. and Flash Morgan Webster, uh, former NXT UK. Oh, no, I'm watching the finish right now. Champions. Man, I'll tell you what. And what a setup, of course, it is, man, for their eventual breakup. Mm-hmm. Riddle and you know it's coming. Riddle and done. That's that's Riddle and done. To me, SGG, that's main event WrestleMania takeover weekend. Yeah, that's worthy of that to me. Because they they both can go and like. <sighs> I'm I'm a fan know. of both. I'm a big fan of both. Um, I trust them with a half an hour. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Now, to AEW and the, the, the news that they, their, their deal with Time Warner extends through 2023, which is good news, but then also Time Warner supposedly ordered another show. They want a secondary show from AEW. So you, you thought you didn't have time to watch AEW, SmackDown, Raw, NXT. Well, now there may be a secondary show, and SGG, I, I don't think it's time yet, but I will say this. If they're going to do it, the only thing I would really pop for would be Saturday, 6.05 Eastern on TBS. One hour. One hour Saturday evening in that old classic slot. I I would pop for that big time. And a lot of people hit me, you know, some people hit me like, what, Saturday? That's not when people watch. So when are you going to do? How much during the week are you legitimately going to squeeze in? You going to run up against right. Raw on Monday? No. You going to squeeze it in Tuesday so you have their show on Tuesday and on Wednesday? Or are you going to go on Thursday when they're on on Wednesday? There's just no room. Whereas and everybody's not out on Saturday all the time. No, and no. they're going to do what they did back in the day. Anyway, is catch the motherfucker. Oh, come on, man. What kind of animal? This is a kid's show, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it's right. But it's true, though. No, no. That's what they... But but, but SGG, I'm sorry. You know, I'm a somewhat social person these days. Saturday, 6.05, I'm home. That's a good time to me. That is a good time to me, too. Saturday, 6.05 is called nap time. You know, like, I love that. That's before you go out to dinner, you know, before you go out for the night, if you have kids, you know, maybe it's 
maybe it's when you that might be tough depending on your kid's age it could be a time when you're feeding kids but it also could be a time when kids are resting too so like i i don't think it's a terrible time and also i mean listen what are they going for to me the opportunity here is to put on a secondary show that can help tell the stories greg because we've talked about that has been AEW's biggest problem has been the lack of stories so there is an opportunity with a second show to help tell those stories in an hour and have some good basic wrestling maybe have taz do commentary on that show with someone else so i've kind of turned on it a little bit my original tweet was like no way can't have more wrestling but when you look at it from just an aw perspective and not an aw and wwe perspective maybe it is worthwhile yeah and i mean listen only wrestling fans do this too right which is like no way, can't have more wrestling. Listen, Bravo puts on as many. You got Bravo and VH1, all the wives you can handle, all hours of the week. And it's it was a brave new world now. You can watch it on demand. You can watch it when you want. Nobody's mandating that you be in front of your couch. But um, but I will say this, but SUG. on a Saturday. Exactly. So the problem to me isn't the time. Because you're dead right. Time isn't the issue. To me, the only issue is literally total time in the week. Not when is it on. <laughs> do, do I physically have time to watch another wrestling show? Like that's the problem that I have. So if if I, if there's a way to do it that slot, I'd be here for it. That one I'd be here for. And honestly, I think what's going to happen is for the people who try to, you know, watch everything and keep up with everything, that's when other aspects of the presentation become very important. You know what I mean? The the pre-match recap packages you know the the buy-ins the kickoff shows where they can catch people up on what's going on uh, you know uh commentary filling in the blanks on the stories on these big pay-per-views so that people who may not have the time to watch week to week but then jump in on the pay-per-views feel like they haven't missed anything so we'll see we'll see if this uh what wh- what this well, becomes but I, I think it is good news too we have any new information sgg on the royal rumble which is just a week away. Well, we, we know our troop was in, and then he's out. That was, um, and that was very funny. If you haven't watched that segment, when he, when he, when he undeclares himself from the Royal Rumble, it, it's. I don't know why it was so damn funny, but it, it was funny. Yeah, it was genius. It was genius. So um, we always, we always give writers a hard time. Whoever came up with that bit, that was great. That was really funny. Becky Lynch versus Oscar's official contract Did- signed. Now, I just talked to AJ Styles a few minutes ago, SGG. Obviously, you weren't here yet. Um, it's, it's crazy. I did not realize it was going to be his first rumble that he's in. Since the debut? Since the debut. I didn't realize that either. Exciting, right? That is big. Welcome now, to the show. Well, actually, I was going to say, hopefully he doesn't have to run into Brock, but he's, he's already, he's already faced Brock. We talked about that. I told him good luck with all that. You know, bet, <laughs> right. better him than me. I hope it works out. What else do you say to a, to a man who has to go to the ring with the beast potentially still standing there? SGG, were you happy to see the Usos come back? I was. I was. And I, I was surprised to see them on that show. But they're in a good spot. Well, just them, rem- with, them with Roman is something that people have wanted to see for a long time. Just remember, when I say Us, you say oh. Ooze. 
Oh. Ooze. Oh, my goodness. Well done. Good job. Stop yourself. Um, Are you going to be watching SmackDown tonight? We're recording this on a Friday morning, SGG. I mean, when was the last time you watched a good live SmackDown? Last week, actually, was the last time. But it was also wow. the first time in a long time. But good for you. Look at you. Committed also to the first committed to wrestling. I like it. Yeah, so I mean, with this weekend being what it is, the the Crystal Austin celebration weekend, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to catch SmackDown Live, but I, I am very interested in seeing how the bloodline does, uh, Roman Reigns and the Usos. And I like that they have a name too. I'm all about the names for the faction. That's the one thing holding me back from going all in on uh, Seth Rollins and his his crew. What is what's their name? Even the inner circle came right out with the name. Like this is who we are. I'll tell you this: AEW is very committed to nicknames too. Um, Listen, they, they got that right. Pac is the bastard. <laughs> the bastard Pac. Um, I'll tell you one thing I didn't like about AEW this week, and I did. I mostly enjoyed the show actually. Um, I did not enjoy the the half ass bash at the beach. I'm sorry. Yeah, it should have been a pay per view. Make it make it a random. I would have been down if schedule wise they're like, oh well, we're in Miami on a Wednesday, blah blah. blah. Then make it a little random weekday pay per view. You know, something yeah. different, something different. But like to just do. You weren't outside. It wasn't a paper. All you're gonna do. All you're going to do is put Justin Roberts in casual beach clothes, and that's it? Now it's Badger of the Beach? They bought sad to the beach. Come on. like that, that, You have the opportunity, if you're able to do Bash at the Beach, and by the way, I don't understand the loophole to the random things they they seem to have the right to do. I believe the trademark lapsed, and they bought it. So it was just smart. It was just savvy business? Yeah. Nothing, so, nothing wrong about that. No, no, not at all. But yeah, don't you, don't you agree? Yo, I would have popped SGG if they had done it. I know they're doing a little like spring break style thing where there's like a boat, there's Jericho's boat ride and there's like, but like, I would have popped if they did one. I mean, listen, they don't need to go full WCW and do four months outside at the beach, but I would, <laughs> right. I would have popped though if they did one episode outside. I think that would have been yeah, pretty. I mean, well, I think that would have been tight to do it for one episode. Because as it stands, right, this is exactly what WWE does, and quite honestly, it's wasteful. Oh, Starcade is going to be a house show. Exactly. I, I hate the Star. We I hated it. Starcade's such an opportunity too. Now, don't get me wrong. I do enjoy watching their little house show kind of things they do on the network where they have like a different commentary team. It's like Byron and Tom and, you know, it's a different feel and it's lit differently. I love that. I, I wish. I think they should do specials where once a month, twice a month on a weekend, they just shoot a house show and you get to watch a house show at home. I think it's fun. But I think so, too. But don't, don't call, call it Starcade. Exactly. Don't call it Starcade. It's not Starcade. Nothing about it is Starcade. Just cause you bring, right. just cause you bring the Nate out to cut a little promo. You know what? Stop yourself. It's not, it's just not right. It's not the, it's not what it's supposed to be. So. Yeah, same. Well, I guess we should do a little bit of. Mail. Mailbag? Yeah, what? haven't done it in a while, huh? I owe the people. I owe the people. Oh, uh, let's see. 
This is a long one. Can't start with a long one like that. Oh, no. Um, Kevin writes us and says, common hating and Dipper Land Ranch question. Common hating. This is, this is, by the way, mage, mage, listen to this nickname he came with. The mage one and siren guy Greg. Tremendous. <laughs> I like it. Although none so far. We'll see. Been listening. Play one just to, just to bring it back. <laughs> been listening since the Grantland days. Uh, the show is the best it's ever been. I agree with so many of your takes when it comes to AEW commentary, a product which I enjoy. Taz just got signed, which I guess will be for their second show, which is, which I'm hearing will be called Thunder Adjace-esque live. <laughs> if it, I'll tell you right now, if it's Thunder Adjace-esque, you have a problem. Um, here's what they need to do because right now it's entirely too many cooks in the kitchen. Just how you feel, um, how Charlie and Coach don't both need to host pre-shows together. We have three play-by-plays on AEW. By the way, I've been saying that too. I said it yeah. two weeks ago that, that that I'm with you. It doesn't make sense. Love having them all involved. It doesn't make sense. So he says my choice would be a play-by-play Excalibur and color Taz with Tony as the third in a Tom Phillips-like role from the OG SmackDown Live 2016 where he plugs upcoming events and talks during entrances and provides one-liners. But Excalibur and Taz needs to be the Excalibur um, need to be the two Excalibur. I don't understand what he's saying here. Um, then you just keep JR for main events for Dynamite. He comes out and takes over the lead for the last match and then stays till the end of the show. This protects him and keeps him special and doesn't overexpose him, having the audience begging for more, which is not the case now. Then on pay-per-views, you can slide them all around however you please. I would keep two at the table at a time for pay-per-views. Love hearing discussions about commentary and hosting on this show. No one covers it like you guys. Also, I have a t-shirt idea. Disneyland blue font on a white shirt that says Dipperland Ranch. And then underneath says, Home of the Schmageg Start. What are your thoughts? Take it easy, man. Well, I don't know what you mean by Home of the Schmageg Start. Did we? Uh, I'm I'm missing the 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 inside of our own show there, but I do. Well, how did you, how did the show start when Dip uh, was on? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, do we do we say? Go back and uh, I, I guess we said this is a real schmageg start or something. He probably said that. Um, I do like the idea of Disneyland, and it, but you know what though? I'll say this: if we make a Disneyland shirt and it just says Dipperland, um, it's fire. That way, so Greg needs to double. It's a fire shirt fire i i work for disney that may be slightly problematic and also we would have to take the ranch off because the ranch essentially is playing on a very inappropriate joke and me and me trying to make dipperstein uncomfortable because the first time i called it dipperland ranch he was like i'm not really comfortable with it being called dipperland ranch so i just kept running with it (laughs) yeah he was like Stop yourself. But I kept going because I thought it was funny and that our audience all gets it. But I don't know if we could put it on the shirt. But we could go Dipperland on the shirt. Um, Anthony writes us and says, Mail. Here's a list of everyone who has turned since SummerSlam. Bailey, Sasha, Asuka, Kyrie, Lacey, Bliss, Finn, Seth, Randy, Drew, The Miz, Elias, Daniel Bryan, and Samoa Joe. I love a good turn, but it seems like too many. It feels like WWE is trying to throw a bunch of ish at a wall and seeing what sticks. 
If this is a lack of creative or WWE being, is this a lack of creative or WWE being too creative? Change for change's sake. Want to know what you think because I'm not digging all of these terms. First of all, turns. Great email, Anthony, and way to make that whole list for us. You know, we do have someone on the show who technically would do things like that, but he's, listen, he's big time. Formerly. Yeah, he formerly would do things like that. He's big time now. I, um, SGG, it's a great point. I think it's an issue of, um, SmackDown going to Fox, AEW popping up as competition, a way too much content to consume, a lot of changes, some rough numbers, and people being like, what are we going to do here? Now, by the way, I agree with your premise, Anthony, but I do think now they're starting to get there. So I get why they did it. It was ugly during it, but let's all be honest. Seth developing a heel faction, this is fun. This is something we we needed something new from Seth, and now we're we're getting somewhere with it. There are some other turns that to me have been a little more dicey. The Miz and Daniel Bryan come to mind there. Sasha and Bailey needed it, totally needed Definitely it. Definitely needed it. So th- there are some. I don't know if I needed Bliss babyface, you know, things like that. So there are there are some that I think are more necessary than others, but I do think they were just in a spot where they felt they had to do something. And I think even though some haven't been great, I think for the most part, it's been helpful. What do you think SGG? I agree. Uh, like you said, Bailey and Sasha 100% needed it. Um, Seth also needed it because as much as he tried to be that fiery baby face champion, we, we loved him more as a heel. It feels more natural. He definitely needed it. Finn, I didn't realize needed it, but he is on fire now. That turn and that move um, dropped him right at the top of the pack with or without a title. Um, so Finn, I would definitely say needed it. Miz, Miz not so much. Daniel Bryan, not so much. But um, Elias, not at all. But there were some of them that definitely needed it. And it it's hard to evaluate it now because they're in the midst of these stories. But eventually... We're going to be able to look back and say that was the move or that was not the move. And I just hung up on Greg in the middle of him talking. So I apologize to everyone, and hopefully he'll call back here. Otherwise, we're just going to sit here awkwardly. Hope that things change. In the meantime, though. Mail. Let's see. Now, Sammy, I can't read your – Sammy, you guys got to short these up, shorten these up a little bit. Frank writes us and writes, the Monday Night Messiah, really? I'll skip the pleasantries. Hearing this name has never made me happier that Cole is on SmackDown. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. <laughs> I hear what he's saying. You're saying you, you don't want to hear Cole screaming the Monday Night Messiah. That's exactly what he meant. SGG, I'm sorry I hung up on you for no reason. <laughs> sorry. But you were, it was right on time, though. It was almost like the period to your sentence. What was the last thing? It doesn't matter. It was the end. I don't remember what it was either, but it was the end. So All right, perfect. It was, uh, it was right on time. Um, so yeah, Frank writes us and makes, and, and, and is, says he's thankful that Cole is on SmackDown. Essentially, so he doesn't have to hear Cole scream the Monday Night Messiah. I don't know if he would do it though. I don't think he would do it. I don't think he would do the Monday Night Messiah. I don't, I don't think he would. Not weekly. Not like boss time or, um, the big dog. But we'll definitely have to hear it every once in a while. Um, Kevin writes us. 
male. Hey, Peter, love your podcast. You guys are no doubt mage, and you're a great sedated version of Brian Campbell. Man, he can get going, but I digress. Just watch NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, and I need to reach out to you because you and SUG, by the way, great job by Tom Phillips on the call on, on NXT UK TakeOver 2. I thought he did a, thought he did a great, great job. And Nigel, of course, is always great. Um, he said, um, I need to reach out to you because you and SUG often debate the best in the world. I have to admit, my knowledge and experience with NJPW and AEW is limited. However, it isn't non-existent either. In my opinion, Tyler Bate is the best wrestler on the planet at this time. And I'm not sure why he doesn't get mentioned more often in these conversations. Am I missing something? Stay mage. Love the podcast. Buds. Um, or Kevin. Either way. Um, SGG, how dope is Tyler Bate and why no talk of Tyler Bate? I don't know why no talk of Tyler Bate. He is definitely... When you think about the best matches over there in the UK, NXT UK, he's on the list of probably, whether it's a tag team match or his matches with Pete Dunne and Walter and now this last one with uh, Devlin, he's on the he's he's racking up five-star matches over there, matches that people are going to love and going to love going back to watch. Um, I don't know why he's not mentioned in the best in the world conversation. I hadn't even considered him, even though I have to admit he is a talent that I do love, love to watch. My best in the world right now, obviously, Adam Cole, baby. That's neither here nor there, though, because Tyler Bate does deserve to be in the conversation. I don't think he's missing anything. He's really dope. Does he have the personality for it also? See, I don't know if it comes across on the presentation because I feel like he might, but I don't know if it comes across on TV or, like, you know, on social media, things like that, in the ways that fans are evaluating him. Clearly, somebody sees something backstage because they put him in that spot uh, first. He's the, he's the standard bearer for that UK championship, but I don't know if that's coming across um, on TV or in other ways. Yeah, so maybe, maybe it's just more he needs to bring more personal character. Maybe that's it. You know, like everywhere. I, I, to me, I always thought the, the hard part was bait was always with Dunn at first. I first got introduced yeah. to him with Dunn and, oh, and, and well, and, oh my gosh, sorry. And Dunn, by the way, this is actually great SUG. Have you, have you heard this before? Do you remember this from Seinfeld? Do you remember this? Yeah. Listen to this. Hold on. I'm about to put you on. This is a crazy you thing, guys. Hold ready. Oh, and welcome to movie folk. to you by the New York Times and Hot 97. That's Kramer, man. So not for nothing, I heard nothing on my end. Oh, it was when Kramer was doing the fake movie phone and said, brought to you by Hot 97. And I I remember even as a kid <laughs> being so excited that Kramer said Hot 97. But I think that part of it, I think that part of it is the fact that when, when Bate and Dunn had those classic matches early on, Dunn grabbed you so much. There's so much charisma that I just think it ended up in some ways, though they benefited each other, for me, it made me forget about Bate a little bit, and he's kind of he kind of landed off my radar, which is not right. Um, last message. Male. The Majesty and Bobby Statsley 
I'm listening to the latest cheap heat, and I gotta say, I disagree with your takes that Rhea's push winning the title is happening too quickly, particularly putting the title on her. Time and time again, we see WWE miss the boat with a red hot superstar. Think back to when Braun Strowman was getting huge pops and was red hot but failed to win the title. We've lamented that as a missed, it was a missed opportunity to strike while the iron's hot. Rhea is red hot, especially after Survivor Series weekend, pinning Charlotte in the triple threat on SmackDown, winning war games, um, and captaining the winning NXT Women Survivor Series team. I think they struck at the perfect time. The crowd is behind her, and she's racked up some big wins. Criticizing WWE for putting the title on her kind of feels like damned if you do, damned if you don't. I imagine if she won the title a year in a year, her heat had settled would be settled a bit. Um, we'd be wishing she would have gotten her win against Shayna. All of respect. Thanks for t- entertaining me every single week, Julian. Julian, it's a good point. You know what? I, yeah. A perfect world to me, there would have been a little... A, a little middle ground. I just thought they went all in so quickly. I, I don't mean waiting a year and a half. I just meant a few months. I just meant let her kind of cook a little bit. Um, Mania weekend was right around the corner. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. She could have cooked to Mania weekend. It could have all happened Mania weekend. That that wouldn't have been a long time. None of us would have thought it was too long if it was April. You know, like I remember when Randy got scorching hot. Um, not his first. Well, R- Randy. The first time they let Randy build a little bit, they let him cook a little bit before they gave him the world title. And then he went back to the IC level and really started getting over as a heel, like at the IC level. And they ran with that for a while. This is the, um, hey, nothing left to say. Think what you've done to me. Nothing left to hide. You're just going to take what's mine. Down, 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 down. Yeah, it was his best one. It's so much better than I hear voices. Easily, easily. But anyways, that era, he was really over, but they let him cook for a while before they put him back in the world title picture. And I just, listen, you guys know I think Rhea's the ish. Um, but I just hope they let her cook, you know. But listen, they didn't, and she's still doing great. So what complaints do I have? Um, and now she's got to face Bianca Belair and, and probably lose her championship. Hopefully, we shall see. Well, that would be too fast, though. I mean, they could, they could, they could go back and forth, I suppose. Because I mean, listen, Shayna Baszler lost her championship pretty quickly to Kyrie Sane the first time around, and then they traded it for. It happens. Bit. It happens to the best of them. So it wouldn't be the end of the world either. Didn't SG- hurt her at all. SGG, do you have black power rankings? I do not. All right, perfect. Out of respect for Rocky Johnson, <laughs> yeah, sure. we're not going like a full. A Is, full <laughs> did you say yeah? Sure. I, yeah, I'll play along. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, but you know what? <laughs> it, it works out. It works out just right. Rocky Johnson is is sitting alone, and he should uh, be this week. SG, on, the, on the Black Power Ranking. SGG, listen. Do me a favor. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. Enjoy Curb. Uh, enjoy. Happy Enjoy the premiere of Curb. I was just about to say that. Happy, uh, and of course, a big happy birthday going out to Crystal. Thank you. I will, I will pass the message along, but she'll probably hear it before I get a chance to tell her. Oh, wow. Tell her to stay major and enjoy yourself. Babe, stay major and enjoy yourself. And take it easy, man. It's professional wrestling. Like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, 
At this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Red. Red Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mitch. Welcome to the shoot, Arrow Baby.